What's happening? This is the Tap In Podcast. We are live inside of the Tap In Studio. It's your boy Jerome Rogan in the building, a.k.a. Dante. We got a special, special show today. I am excited. I am, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I can't even put these emotions into words. Because um, if those who have been watching, probably a couple weeks ago, we had two brothers on here, the owners of Deceptions. And I was like, how did y'all get connected? They was like, we called the plug. We got hooked up with the plug. And I was like, who is the plug? <laughs> it was like, you got to holler at Rose Simmons. How you doing, ma'am? I am fabulous. How are you? I'm good. Good. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for tapping in with us. Thank you for having me. Yes. So Ro- who is Rose Simmons? Let, let's, let's start there. Who is Rose Simmons? Rose Simmons is a serial entrepreneur. I'm, I'm basically an overachiever, so... Whatever I set my eyes on is going to be done. So okay. my um, Instagram name is The Business Visionary. And it's because, you know, like, I, any vision that God gives me, I bring it to life because I'm about execution. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it is. Okay. Now, how did you um, – I want to start from the very beginning. Are you, you from Dallas? No, I'm from Arkansas. Okay. How did you end up in Dallas? Well, so – I had a choice. Put it like just a little bit closer. I had a choice whether Arkansas, I'm sorry, Texas or Louisiana. Those were the two places that I wanted to move to. I graduated on Friday. I was in Texas on Monday. Mm. And the reason why I ended up in Texas because we had a friend who went to high school with us, but she lived here, but she lived with her grandmother in Arkansas. So when she graduated, me and a few of my friends came down here for our senior trip. <laughs> and I say senior trip because we all had plans to not go back to Arkansas. Okay. Mm. So we technically ran away from home. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But I was the only one that was 18. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nobody wow. else was 18. So everyone else ended up going back. And I was the only one still here. And um, I was like, I was so excited about my future that I couldn't even realize where I was at when I came here, right? When we came here, we was in Oak Cliff. And not the good part of Oak Cliff. We mm. was in, like, the hood hood. Okay. Like Section okay. 8 houses. Uh. I'm talking helicopters, police chases. And I'm like, hey, this is dope. Right? <laughs> so um, I really, like, none of that phased me. But... Um, my friends was getting homesick, and one she was only sixteen. And once the, our parents found out what we were doing, um, she was like, uh, "Get your butt back to the house," you know. And so mm. she went back, and I, like I said, I ended up being the only one left here, and I toughed it out. Okay. Did you have any plans once you got here, or it was just I'm getting out of Arkansas? <laughs> hey, I was getting out of Arkansas. I was like, let's make it work, okay? <laughs> and it, hey, it worked. Cause I'm gonna say this: like when I came down, I was staying with a friend and her mom. And I have really wore out my welcome because mm. I had been here for some months. You know, I was trying to find a job. I couldn't find a job, you know. And um, I was looking at, I didn't know anything about Dallas. I didn't know anything about Texas, period. I, I'm for real, like, straight from the country. Don't know anything, really. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at the news. And at this point, like I said, I had wore out my welcome. And uh, my cousin calls me. And she was like, hey, your mom told me you was down here. And she was like, I live in McKinney. And at that time, I'm looking at the news. And I'm looking at the news. And you know how they had the map, the weather map. And then McKinney, I'm like, like, what is it? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, I'm in McKinney. And she was like, if you, you know, you should come out and hang with me for a little bit. And I was like, well, I think I don't wear my welcome here. So I said, I think it's time for me to go back to Arkansas. And she's like, well, I'm going back this weekend. So I can come grab you now. You can hang out and I'll take you home this weekend. I was like, all right. So she came and got me, right? We go to McKinney. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm seeing all these big old houses, pools, and all this. And I was like, um, we still in Texas, right? <laughs> she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So we pull up to her 5,000 square feet house. Just her, her husband, and her one little son. He was like four at the time. Mm. And I was like, now this is dope. And this is uh, the Frisco McKinney area. Frisco wasn't pretty much anything yet then. And uh, she was like, you don't want to go back home, do you? <laughs> I was like, no. She was like, well, let me talk to Tony. That was her husband at the time. And let me see what uh, what we can do. And so he was like, he didn't mind me staying there. I stayed with them for a good month. 
She mm. helped me get my bank account open, found a job, got my apartment, and I was a deuces. Mm. And that's all she wrote right there. Really? All I needed was somebody to give me an opportunity, and she did. So where did you find your, where did you start working at? I was working at Walmart. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And then from there, where did you move on to? So you are way back, huh? Yeah, so. I want to I <laughs> go deep because a lot of times people always see the successes. You know what? That's and, true. And That's I want to walk them through what you went through to get to the point where you are now. That you know is what I mean? true. All right. So, like, I was working at Walmart, and I worked at Walmart overnights. And so during the day, I felt like I had too much free time. So I got mm. another job. And so it was called it was called Eckert's, which now is like I think a CVS that took oh, okay. over Eckert's. But it was Eckert's. So I was working at Walmart overnight and then I was working at Eckert's during the day. Mm. And so that's what I was doing for I'm gonna say about let me tell you this. Two thousand one, that's the year that I graduated high school, came to Texas, got a job, got my own apartment, also met my husband. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, yeah. And so 2001 went super fast for me. And so I was, uh, I did that for a few months and I like ended up being my husband and I actually met him at Walmart mm. and I hated him. <laughs> that's usually how, that's I, usually I, how we get him fellas. That's usually I, how we get him. I could not, I was like, he is so mean. I was just like, oh, he, he got on my last nerve, but he would ask me every day when I got off work, if I needed a ride home. And I'm like, no. He would ask me every single day, and then one day I needed a ride home. Got him. Got And it went from there. Oh, okay. And so you, how long did you work those two jobs? I'm going to say, because it, it wasn't really long. Bec- okay, because I'm going to say this, too. Because, see, I, okay, we graduated. I came to Texas, got two jobs, met my husband. Then I got pregnant. <laughs> oh dang! You was move. You was fast hey, pacing. I like two thousand one was the year. Okay, <laughs> and so I ended up getting pregnant. And so when I got pregnant, um, I it was like it was Thanksgiving. It was the holidays because I remember um, him taking me to his mom to meet his mom. And the first thing his mom said, "She pregnant, ain't she?" <laughs> oh, well. I was knocked out. I was sleeping. Right <laughs> <time. laughs> Look around. Yeah. Like that baby was kicking my butt. But, um, yeah, so I ended up pregnant. And so once I found out I was pregnant, then I was really, really sick with mm. the pregnancy because I had preeclampsia. And so he told me I no longer had to work two jobs. So I said, deuces to Eckert's. So it wasn't that, it wasn't that long. I want to say maybe three to four months that I worked those two jobs. Oh, okay. And then that was also the time that I declared. I said I would never work two jobs again because I was tired. I was tired. Even You know, I felt like I was wasting my time, you know, during the day because I didn't have a lot going on. I was still, I was super tired working both jobs. Mm. And so ended up moving in with, with the hubs, and we had our first child. And by the time I was 21, I was married, first child, had bought our first house mm. by the time I was 21. Okay. So when did you jump into, um, I guess, where did your business acumen come from? Where, where did you? So to be honest, so network marketing, okay? So mm-hmm. my very first, uh, well, I ain't going to say that either. Okay, because when I was in high school, I used to get paid to write people's sentences. So back then, you know, when people got in trouble, they had to write sentences. Like standards or something? Like- no, that was like. Um, I will never talk in class a okay. hundred times. We call those standards <laughs> in where I'm from. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to write and standards. And so I love to write. As you mm. can see, how my handwriting is perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love to write. And so I would write people's sentences for them. And I would I would charge them to do that. Oh, so wow. that, I said that's, that was my first hustle. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah. And so, but when I, um, when I came here to Texas, I learned about Mary Kay. So I became a Mary Kay representative. And, you know, the, one of the things about network marketing is how they pump you up, right? They give you all this motivation and inspiration. That's why they have these conferences and things like that to keep you fired up about the company. Mm-hmm. And so I was pumped. I was like, you couldn't tell me nothing. Everybody's going to be wearing Mary Kay, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I was. But I loved how I took that, you know, and I made it a business. I didn't make it a successful business because as soon as I made that money, I spent that money because mm. I didn't know how to manage money. I mm. didn't learn that until later on. But that was my first thing that introduced me into business. Mm. Later on, um, I ended up getting into another network marketing company, and that's what helped birth my entrepreneur journey. Mm. 
So I had got into a company called It Works. And so they had the body wraps, the supplements, and all that. Oh, okay. And I did that because I had my second son. And I was like, listen, this weight got to get off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so in my head, I was like, if I make this my business, then I will be consistent with keeping the weight off and being healthy. So that's what I did. And so what I did was I tied that um, the supplement line into a fitness business. And so that's what allowed me to be a full-time entrepreneur in 2013. Really? Yeah. So you, you must have been selling a lot of Fitbit, I mean, uh, waist trainers. <laughs> what are- it wasn't necessarily I was selling a lot of supplements. It was my services that I was doing because people buy people. Mm. And so once I learned how to capitalize off the services and narrow down my niche, I was able to get paid very well. Mm, okay. Now, what happened to that business? Did you just let it go, or I actually did not. I actually still train clients. I just don't. I just don't promote it. Really? <laughs> yeah, because right now my focus is the business lounge. Okay. So, but I still train clients. I'm up at four a.m. every day. Really? Yes. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> God. I've been taking everybody else up at four a.m. too. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Okay. So, that business. Um, the the supplement business the exercise was is exercising as well yeah so i do uh it's uh strength and endurance okay so it's more like a like a high intensity boot camp is what we do okay all right that's is that y'all that i'll be seeing sometimes in the parking lot early in the mornings no, different places not, not not for me now no oh, okay i do mine one-on-one Oh, okay. One on one clients. Yeah, I used to do the group trainings when I was when I was full fledged in that business, but now it's straight one on one. Okay. Are you still accepting clients for that? I am not. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I saying. know exactly who my clients are, and this is the thing: I have a black one, a white one, and an Indian one, and they're the all same type of person. Mm. That's what I said. It's the importance of learning who your people are. They're the same type of people, and they all like five to ten minutes from my house. And they all pay me consistently every month, no matter how much they work out. Uh, okay. <laughs> and it don't matter. Every every year, and this has been going since 2013, Goodness. every year when the holidays come, we already know we take it off. But come January, hey, Ro, I'm ready to get back on the books. Send that on invoice over. Boom. Mm. That's what I'm saying, the importance of niche. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, from there... 2013, did you add any other businesses under your portfolio or you just kind of like transition into because I what I read out what I want to know is what exactly is the business lounge? Because when I was asking Victor and Carlos, they couldn't really explain it, but it, it was felt like it was like an incubator for entrepreneurs. Yes, sir. Okay. So when I had the fitness business, I had created a fitness incubator. Mm. And so I w- actually the business lounge today used to be the Live Your Life Fitness Studio. Oh, and so okay. what I did was I allowed other fitness professionals to come in and they could grow their businesses there. So they were able to use the space and do their classes. And so what I did was I would hire branding professionals, marketing people, things like that to come in and train us on how to grow our business. The only issue with the being just specific with the fitness industry is it's a lot harder to keep people. So, like, mm. it's easier to go work at a gym. Yeah. They're doing all the promoting and marketing for you versus you building your own class or your own business. If you have a class and don't nobody show up, your feelings get hurt, you know. And trying to, trying to teach people to get or grow thick skin, it takes time. Mm. And so at that time, I didn't have that time. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was still, me, myself, I was still new in business. So I didn't want to take that time to wait for these people to get their minds right surrounding business. And so at that point, I was like, you know what, because I live in Plano. And so I was running my business in Plano and in North Dallas. And so I was like, you know what, I can just give up this North Dallas location, just run the business in Plano and just stay by the house, you mm-hmm. know. And then God was like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. He gave me the book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm. Leverage. Anything that you can leverage to make money from, you want to keep. And so I was like, all right, all right. So I read the book, and then my business coach was in my ear. And she was in my ear about uh, virtual uh, virtual officing and things like that. And I was like, I hadn't, I hadn't even heard of that. I was like, okay, well, what is that? 
And um, she was telling me, you know, it's where people come and they just get some work done. They don't necessarily office out of there every day. They just come a few hours or whatever. And I was like, okay. So I started looking into that. And so that's how the business lounge was birthed. So Mm. 2018, I birthed the business lounge. And it was with the main focus and and for females only at first. It was main focus. It was a female-inspired co-working space. Okay. And so I did it that way until I started growing and seeing what the need was for the community. Okay. And so 2019, I rebranded. And I'm like, all right. Because one of the things that kept happening, though we're operating in a 900-square-foot space, like people kept thinking we were an event space, event space only, you know, Mm -hmm. because we were booked every single weekend with events. And one of the things that I thought wouldn't happen, because I'm like, this is 900 square feet. Like, who wants to do an event here? To me, it wasn't big enough. And God's like, don't look at the size of the space. Think about the experience. Create the experience. That's why you will hear me say we are the Chick-fil-A of event spaces. Because we okay. do everything. We set up, we take down, we check in, sign in guests. Are y'all open on Sunday? We are. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But our goal is a stress-free event for the host. So it's not many event spaces that offer that. You got to come in and set up your own stuff. You got to worry about cleanup. You got to worry about taking down, all that. We don't do that. We do it for you. So you can come in cute and you can leave cute. Mm, okay. And so when I birthed the lounge and I saw that the need was more of the businesses needed help. And not just businesses, black businesses. Yeah. We were not branded anywhere as the face of business. And so if you go way back on my um, Instagram, you will see like when I started the lounge, I branded it with the pictures of how the lounge looked because it was all about design. It was all about aesthetics, you know, and how how cute it was because it was female inspired. Mm-hmm. Now you look at it, all you see is us. Okay. Yeah. All you see is us professional, <laughs> fun, <laughs> and successful. Mm-hmm. And that's what I brand with. And the reason why I went that route is because we need education. We need the connections and we need the support. And so I make sure that we circulate the dollars. Like no one comes in the lounge and leaves empty handed. If I can't help you, I connect you with somebody who can help you. There is no way that you're gonna leave empty handed. And that's why I'm the plug. So when we send out our, our weekly newsletter to our the community, we say we're the community plug because we're sending out something that's going to be able to help the people in the community. Yeah. Man, and I don't know. Um, well, you probably don't know, but my, my videographer, Jazz, is a branding consultant. Like, she take pictures and, you know, help people with branding, and she does that as well. So I want to get her plugged in with um, your network of people who over there who need pictures, photography, helping with their branding. I want to plug you in with Jazz. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, And so out of of this incubator space, um, and I know you were saying that uh, it was for females only. When did you start inviting the men in? So, number one, my husband said, you can't do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh, to another uh, co-working space, I ended up getting sued because they had said female only. Mm. And so I, I was like, all right, all right. And then um, my first male, no, he wasn't my first one. Ian was the first one. The first uh, male videographer that came, you know, I was like, I didn't want him to always be the only dude. You know, <laughs> that was Eddie. I'm pretty sure he was loving it. I'm pretty sure he wasn't <laughs> mad. <laughs> you know, but I was just like, I always look for like, I like people to feel included, you know. Mm. And so then I started rethinking that. And so I was like, all right, so we'll just open it up to where, you know, it's not female only. And plus, of course, I didn't want to get sued. So, <laughs> but we opened it up. And it's actually one of the best things ever. Because as you can see, like we have coming up this weekend, the men in business pop up shop. Mm. So we're patronizing the men in business here in Dallas. Well, everything will be ran by the men. So we'll have the vendor tables ran by men. We're going to have a cigar lounge. We're going to have a food truck, DJ, open bar, and, of course, deception. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Do you always do um, events like that? Yes. We got something happening every month because my thing is to bring the community together. And so we bring it together so you can get educated on new businesses, you can connect with them, Mm -hmm. and you can support them. Wow. Okay. 
So if if I'm a business and I'm watching this, how do I get connected or how do I find out to to be a part of an event like that? So you would go to the website, businesslaunchdallas.com, and you can sign up for our newsletter. We send out a newsletter every single week. I'm also very active on social media. So our name is the same across the board, Business Launch Dallas on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Google. We have a Facebook group called Entrepreneurs in Dallas. So it's like we're, we're everywhere. Okay. Okay. Um, what do you think is like the most important thing about like small businesses getting started? Like, what do you say that this is a must have for people starting a business? I wouldn't say must have. I said must do. You got to go through. Mm. So like a lot of people scared to waste money. (laughs) They're scared of bad relationships. They're scared of things happening. All of those things have to happen so you can see what you have to get right. Like, if you do not go through those things, you will not know that, you know, what you need to get right. That's why we have the issues. Because now you can be like, oh, so I, if I put this in place, then this won't happen. You got to go through that. I can't skip that step for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. you can't skip it either. All you can do is try to prolong it. But that's what I, that's one of the things that I try to tell the people. You got to go through. Yeah, that's the... Um I guess that's the scary part. Is oh, yeah, scary. <laughs> that's why you got to surround yourself with other people. Like other people like-minded who understand. Entrepreneurship is not easy at all. Tell but me it is it. very rewarding. Yeah. It's very re- rewarding. It's fulfilling. Like I love it. I would choose it any day over clocking in for somebody. And that's for me personally. Like to me to clock in for somebody is like you might as well just close the bars, just lock the key. <laughs> I'm in jail right now. Really? Yeah, because I feel like I'm caged in and I'm limited. Mm. My ultimate goal is to live a limited limitless life. And I can't do that if I got somebody dictating what I can and cannot do. Yeah. How long did it take you to um to get that mindset or once once you your husband said you stopped working then it was hard to transition back into working. Or did you just knew from the jump, like, I'm, I'm not working for nobody for the rest of my life? So I'm a person, I'm a, I'm a visionary. So I can see what my future is, right? And so when I was working, like, I am an overachiever. I don't care if I'm cleaning bathrooms. Sis going to have on some heels and going to be cute doing it, okay? Mm. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. It's going to be executed well. I'm always above and beyond. But if I feel like I am not being appreciated or paid enough for what I'm doing, something's got to happen. Yeah. And so God told me I was going to be a millionaire by the time I was 30. I had been at that one company for eight years. I was no closer to being a millionaire. <laughs> you know, and I had two years before I was about to turn 30. And I was like, um, what's going on here, God? You know what I'm saying? And he's like, no, why, why are you looking at me? I already gave you what you're supposed to be doing. And so when he told me to quit my job in 2013, stuff was not lined up at all. Nothing. Zilch. Not even my husband wasn't even on board. Mm-hmm. He was like, nah, we're not doing this. <laughs> He's like, nah, we're going to go with this guaranteed money. And I say guaranteed because they can fire you at any time. So ain't nothing guaranteed. Exactly. You just think it is. Yeah. But he was not on board with entrepreneurship then when I quit my job. But it was something that God told me that I had to do. It was a do or die situation because I was not giving my business 100% because I had something to fall back on. Mm. So I do a little bit, like I execute, and then I'm like, I can slack this weekend because, you know, I'm going to get that check, you know, in two weeks. I'm going to be good. And so he put me in a do or die situation because though I'm going to execute or I'm going to overachieve wherever I am, I was not happy. I was not happy. On break, I was in my car crying. On lunch, I was just like, why I got to do this? Like, Because I felt like I was not being, I was caged. That's what I felt like. It wasn't like it was a very hard job. That was the biggest thing because it wasn't a hard job. I felt like I was supervising past grown people. Mm. You past grown. Why I got to keep telling you what to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Follow the instructions. Yeah. But things like that and then me not getting what I deserve to be paid you get these little 10 cent raises, but cost of living go up way more than 10 cent. Cause I'm gonna tell you, it was too funny when me and my husband said, when we was moving in together, we was like, all right, look, this the plan. <laughs> we're gonna get this raise this year. We're gonna get this raise. We're gonna be able to do this, do that. No, every time you got a raise, something gas went up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cell phone, like something always went up. And mm. so you never got that extra cause you were still capped. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right. So when I saw with entrepreneurship, 
I have no cap. The only cap I have is I, however much I say, this is how much money I'm going to make a month. And when I set that amount, I'm capping myself at that amount, which I still shouldn't do, but I'm at least giving myself a minimum of this is how much I need to make a month. Mm-hmm. But I can set that. But I can't go into the boss and say, hey, I need to make $10,000 this month. He's going to look at you like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't make that. <laughs> so, but yeah. entrepreneurship is just like, it's exciting to me. I absolutely love what I do. I love it. Do I get tired? Yes, I get tired because I'm busy. But I absolutely love what I do. And I don't ha- I don't need to retire. Like, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, uh, a certain title that you would call yourself? I'm like. A- I'm a visionary, so I'm a, I do vision execution sessions. Okay, but not like a traditional CEO or... I, none, I just no. say I'm the founder of the business lounge because the goal is to make it a franchisable concept. Okay. So I say I'm the founder. I don't need to be a CEO. I don't care about all that. Okay. I need to make it successful here in Dallas so we can duplicate it in other cities for us. Mm, okay. Did, um, did you... How did you acquire that building? Let me ask you that. Oh, oh wow. That's a good story. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So when I was doing the It Works and the fitness, um, there was a smaller suite I was looking for just to be able to do wraps for people. So I didn't have to go to their houses. Raps. The body wraps. Oh, okay. Okay. So I didn't have to go to their house or they didn't have to come to mine. I just was looking for a small room. And so I found this lady. I want to say it was on Facebook. And True Angel was the name of her business then. And so she actually, um, at the time, she did custom clothing. So she only had the space to meet her clients to do the custom clothing. And so she was renting out the other rooms in there. And so I had one, another company had another. And then she had this main space. And I was like, well, can I use this main space too to um, train my clients? And she's like, yeah. I paid her $75 a month. $75, okay? <laughs> so, but let me tell you about building relationships. So I did this right with her. So I took it a step further and went to the management company. I started inviting them out to my classes and stuff, built that relationship. So they was coming to my classes, built a relationship, all that. She decided she no longer wanted to lease the space. Mm. And I was like, dang, I really like it. I'm, I'm doing pretty good here. And so I talked to the management company. They didn't make me do no credit check, no nothing. Like, I ain't, they didn't ask for no, no check stubs, no pay, no nothing. I ain't have to show nothing. What? And they let me get the space. Right? Mm-hmm. That one number God. You know what I'm saying? It was God and building them relationships. So that's how I got my foot in the door. And so I stayed in that space for about three years. And then we started adding on services. So we was adding on CPR. So we started getting the CPR dummies. And mind you, like, we're in 900 square feet down. That space that we were in was half the size. Mm. So we were running out of space. Yeah, yeah. So we had to move. I didn't want to move because rent was right. <laughs> yeah. okay? Rent was right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but God was like, nah, boo, you got to move. <laughs> yeah. And to the point to where they was like, we're making you move. And mm. I was like, oh, well, where am I going to go? I was all nervous because people, people in the building was all talking about, oh, everybody got to move and everything. They didn't say nothing about that the company was going to help us move. They just said, we got to move. So I'm just thinking, oh, dang, where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. And then here they come. And they was like, oh, no, no, no. We got other spaces. We got other suites around here. We're going to help y'all. So let's go. We're going to go tour, and you tell us where you want to move to. Mm. I said, look at God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the space that I am in now was a complete shell. Mm. They let me pick the flooring, the paint, the floor plan. They built it out the way I wanted it. Really? And I paid zero dollars. And that's just off of the relationship that you had. Sir. <laughs> Sir. Zero dollars. And it's what you asked for, too. Because I also told them, okay, so when we actually open, I'm going to need three months free rent. And they was like, okay. What? <laughs> I mean... I, I I know I know God was on your side, but do you know why they even allowed that, or what was their, what was it benefit? How was it benefiting them to let you do all this? I don't this? need to know how it was benefiting them. <laughs> all I need to know is they signed this paper and it said free rent for three months, so that helped me build for three months without having to pay rent in this new. I'm sorry, in this new square footage. Because mm. that's one of the biggest things with expanding is like you're afraid because you're like, oh, my gosh, when you expand, it's more expenses. Everything is, is going to be increased. Just like right now, we're expanding right now. 
So we're expanding, and we're going to be 2,300 square feet once this construction is done. So you guys going from 9 to 23? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lee. So, what? yeah, yeah. Like, you know, God never gives you a dream based off of what your bank account is. It's always to increase your bank account because it's got to increase your faith. And so the space that we're going into, he took care of all that, too. Like, construction, done, taken care of. And so what I'm working on is getting funding. I'm getting funding for payroll, marketing, PR. Because the thing is, I need my people paid good. Mm-hmm. And I don't want no McDonald's pay either. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we currently we have a crowdfunding campaign. And I feel like I'm just doing all the talking. Am I no, supposed to be doing all the talking? Yes, you are. <laughs> this is about you. I'm here every day. This is about you. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. And so we got a crowdfunding campaign going right now. And so... um, the crowdfunding campaign is to show that the community backs me. So I have a community service. And so this is the the second. It's really the third, but I'm saying the second because that uh, the second one that I did don't even count because I did zero dollars because I ran out of gas. Okay, mm-hmm. I was done. But the very first crowdfunding campaign, which is called Inspire You Media. I'm using a black-owned platform owned by a lady that lives here in Dallas, Sabina Harris. She created a black-owned crowdfunding campaign platform so that we can raise money for our businesses and she did it like not even understanding well she probably understood but the girl is a genius because it gives you an opportunity to raise money for your business while selling your services so it's not a GoFundMe. Mm, it's it's not a, a facebook fundraiser you're actually selling your services so people can book and they're contributing to your your uh, campaign and so within the first 45 days, we were at $21,000 with this current one. Okay. My very first one, we ended that campaign with $1,300. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, so it's the importance of consistency and building your network. And so another thing that I did was I went to one of the other platforms that's not owned by us. And I was looking at some of the successful campaigns and how they were doing it. And all I did was took what I learned there and bring it over to her campaign. Mm. And so that's what helped us get to where we are with 21,000. So those networks <laughs> keep on going, being consistent no matter how it looks. Yeah. And mimicking those campaigns. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> right. So. Right. But yeah. Golly. That is, um, that's dope. That, 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 <laughs> is, that is dope, man. And, uh. <laughs> I got so many, so many things running through my head right now, and I'm trying to take it. I'm trying to take everything that you said in. Um, how important is it, or for more Black people to get um, start their businesses? How, how important is that? It's very important, but it's not just important to start it; it's to make it successful. Because we give up so quick because it's hard. Mm. Oh, it is hard. Mm-hmm. Because it's not even about business. It's about you. You got to personally develop. People don't want to change. They don't want to lose people. They don't want to develop. I'm going to tell you, the first the first shift when I lost people, I was like, God, what's wrong? What's wrong with me? Why am I losing people? Why they moving? Why they leaving? He's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Seasons. People are in your life for seasons. They ain't meant to stay. They come in and deposit what they need to. You learn and you go on. Like, people are not meant to stay. And see, that takes me, too, to the thing where I, I don't do well with death. I just I just don't. Like, especially don't let it be somebody real close to me. I ain't even going to the funeral. Mm. If you want me to go, you're going to have to drug me up. Just mm. to, I'm just, I just don't deal with death well because I'm just like, Why? <laughs> You know, but I know it's got to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's just different things like that. Those that personally developing people don't want to put in the time into d- developing themselves. They just want people to give, give, give. I can give to you all day long. Right. But if you're not personally developed, you ain't going to receive it. So you still ain't going to grow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, like, this is probably, probably like the fourth or fifth thing that I've attempted, right, as far as business, but this is the only one that I feel like is going to be my my bread and butter. And, and I'm going to tell you, for me, when I was starting, when I was younger, when I was trying to start a business, 
I always knew like if the, if my business don't work, I'm gonna just go get a job. I can I can I can always do that. When it got hard, you know what? I'm gonna just go get a job. Like I. I don't need to be struggling. Like, I, I don't want to struggle. I don't want to go through that. Uh, I just go give me a job. But me. this is the first thing where I said, you know what? Let me see what's on the other side of this struggle. Let me let me go. Let me find out. That you know part. what I mean? Let me go see what's on the other side of that and see where it takes me. And with the help of Jazz and my wife, like, this is this has been my baby. You know what I mean? And I I get I understand what you're saying when you say you got to go through those tough times and you got to figure out and that personal development. But the one thing I I will say my last job that I had, it did teach me cuz I was a a supervisor or whatever. It did teach me how to um become more of a people person and manage yes. personalities yes. and things like that. So that is the one benefit of working a nine to five, especially when you're in a leadership position. That is true. You get to you get to see all these different personalities. You got to deal with other stuff that when you just an employee, you just come in, clock in. Sometimes you don't feel like working. <laughs> but, yeah, man. OK. So the Dallas um, Dallas Lounge has been um, officially for how long? How long has it been in 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 the works, or how long has it been since you developed the Dallas Lounge? We launched March two thousand eighteen. Okay, how did you guys survive through the the pandemic? Subscriptions, you get people to pay you on a monthly basis, no matter what's going on. Hmm. Okay. And what what kind of subscriptions do you guys have? So we have people that use the lounge as their professional business address. So you need that to help with building business credit or you want mail and packages coming somewhere credible and not to your house all the time. That's what they use the lounge for. And you don't have to be in Dallas to use it. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? I pay a mailbox, a little mailbox thing for another business that I got. Um, I wonder if that, if that's similar to what you have, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you, um, what is, because I know... I've been working on trying to build my my business credit up. What is the what is the first step of getting your business credit set up or getting that established? Well, first things first, I am not an expert at this. Okay. okay? But I know somebody who is. Okay, okay. <laughs> but like from you get your dunce numbers and your EIN numbers, get your bank account set up, get you some trade lines, start building that business credit. It's very similar to doing your personal credit, but you know, you want to pay your stuff early mm-hmm. and making sure you have multiple trade lines. Okay, yeah, I'm. I'm that that business credit. It seemed like it's a long process. It's it's really not like as soon as you launch your business and you get your EIN number, you're already starting with a score. <laughs> so mm. you just gotta put something on it. It's just like with your social. Like when we get our socials and everything, we're already starting with a credit score. We just got to put some stuff on it, and we just don't know to put stuff on it. And a lot of times, well, at least with our parents, they waited to be adults to start it, right? And they got credit cards, Mm. and then they didn't know how to manage the credit cards. So they got into debt and all that stuff. But if you know just how to manage it, like, instead of, like, paying your bills on a monthly basis, just straight paying your bills, use your credit cards to pay your bills, and then you pay your credit cards. That. Just, that right there is simple. Something you're doing every month anyway. Yeah, that's going to build your credit score. It's the same thing with the the business credit. Now, what if what if my business ain't generating no money right now? How do I how do I how do I do that? Because like when you first starting a business, like it, it take a minute for you to start getting or. Most people take a minute to start getting that revenue coming in. But you got a cell phone, right? Yeah. And you paying that sound phone bill. I do. Put it in your business name, which you can transfer it to your business name. Don't cost you nothing. Transfer it to the business name. Pay the cell phone bill. Going on your business credit. <laughs> Simple stuff like that. What? You buying, co- do you buy copy paper? Like, do you buy anything for yeah. your business? Like, buy those things through companies that report to the, to the bu- bureaus, which is Uline. Mm, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> we got an audience, y'all. Yeah. But but yeah, you line like that's a that's a good one. Like of course the prices are higher, but you know it's helping with building the business credit. And then fuel cards. That's my my next favorite one. So I have a fuel man card. So you know you're gonna be buying gas. <laughs> so report it to your your agency. So get your gas. Pay that card. It's pay that every month instead of actually paying the gas place or the convenience store. Okay. All right. Let's let's pour up a drink, man, because I'm. Okay. This is getting this is getting good. Yeah, <laughs> this is getting good. And I am. We are we are actually sipping on deceptions. You know what I mean. So for those who, um, if you see a, a total wine and more, a specs yes. and a goodies. Going on and grab you some some deceptions. I don't know if you saw my story this past weekend. I was in Specs and I, I grabbed the bottle. Good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. I grabbed mm-hmm. the bottle and I was going to some friends. Well, it wasn't chill, and I like to have mine chill. Mm. They have a chiller at Specs. Mm. Drop the bottle in there. You could do it three, five, or seven minutes, depending on how cold you want it. Mm, we put okay. in there for seven minutes. Bad boy came out cold, cold. Really? Yes. Okay. No ice needed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you have one um, one business that you've kind of like helped that you kind of like I'm excited about that I was in I was in that process of helping them get started or to seek find success. I'm excited about all of them, but it's not necessarily the business; it's the people. Mm. So. I like pouring into people because mm-hmm. the entrepreneurs that I meet, they don't understand their gifts. They don't understand the power that they have. And so I can see it. Like when I see, like I can see your glow right now. Oh, okay. like, so I can see like the success that you're going to have. Just same with Jessica. When I saw Jessica, cause at first I wasn't even going to meet with her. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't even gonna waste my time. <laughs> but when she came into the lounge, I was like, all right, this, yeah, this is a different type of person right here. But I can see, when people are gifted mm. and I pour into them, I inspire them, I motivate them. That's the good thing about the lounge because when you walk in, first off, it's really nice. It's cute. I ain't gonna lie. Put mm. some money into it. Okay. Yeah. For it to be nice because what I need us to see is us doing good. Cause if you do that, right. What does that make you think? Oh, dang. If she can do it. I can do it, too. I can do it, too. Mm-hmm. That's also too how I started my first fitness business. Cause I saw a, a couple, it was, uh, they call themselves TNT, <laughs> but Toy and Tabora Laster. And mm. they had a boot camp, and I had one today, free boot camp kickoff, you know. And I was like, they, it's a black couple out here, you know, killing the game. Like, they had all these people. Like, we was, like, flooding the, the whole the park. Mm-hmm. But being able to see that and see it professionally done, it wasn't halfway put together. It was very successful. You know, that's what I do with the lounge. I need them you started your business. I need you to come into this lounge, be inspired, being motivated, and then I'm going to pour into you and let you know that you got the juice, okay? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we be thinking, well, I ain't got it. Oh, you got it. But you got to tap, you gotta tap, tap into in. it. Tap in. That's right. Okay? That's right. <laughs> and so if you've ever been to, like, a score office or mm-hmm. uh, Bill J. Priest's office, Mm-mm. so any of the business offices, right, SBA offices, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you got blue carpet and blue walls, okay? Yeah. And you just like, okay, I'm in here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm here for business help, you know. But, like, you don't get that that push. You don't get that, that like, oh, you know what? Dang, this is dope. Yeah. Like, but that's what you get with the business lounge. Mm. I do want to eventually partner with SCORE and partner with SBA. But we got to have that us about it and brand it with us and not us sprinkled in. Right. So we have to have us as the face of it because we are the norm. Mm, yeah. We we're not the exception. We're the norm. Yeah. I would love to see um while you was talking I was thinking about this like how Atlanta is with music, how it feel like everybody work with everybody in the music in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Dallas become that hub for like business owners or black people just Everybody working together. Everybody, you know, got a business. If I need construction or if I need somebody working on my car or yes, something. Yes, it's It's people that you can plug right into. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. I would love to see that for that's, Dallas. That's exactly what the business lounge is. Mm. So right now we're just basically really getting known. 
because you know it takes time to build a brand mm-hmm. that's why you got to be consistent you know our first couple years yeah we, we touched some people you know but this third year right here has been like a bread and butter right now mm-hmm. <laughs> you know especially with the whole covid situation everybody ready to be outside and so that kind of helped too but it takes time to build that brand so that's why you have to be consistent people didn't know nike just the first year it came out you know what i'm saying they didn't know all of this these brands just from their start you have to build i don't mind building that's the thing about me i don't mind i'm gonna build it and i'm gonna sell it okay Mm -hmm. and then i'm gonna build the next thing because i love seeing things from the ground up i love it when you see something that has there was nothing you know what i'm saying and you see it grow and then mature and then it's just this big old tree <laughs> yeah because i mean like if you look at all of god's creations ain't not one thing out there got it easy mm-hmm. not one thing we got this squirrel to hang around the lounge we call him francisco okay he's been there <laughs> since day one little dude will stay on that windowsill will spread out on the sidewalk every day all day right and I'm like this. If God would take care of him, why won't he take care of his own children? Mm. That's where my faith is. I don't care what nothing else looks like. The way my life's set up right now is a whole movie. For real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People don't even know. It's a whole movie because my faith is ridiculous. I do not, I absolutely do not care what is staring me down in the face. <laughs> it's going to get done. Yeah. Like, my, my realtor, I already know. $1.2 million penthouse. I already done picked it out in Dallas. I'm paying cash for it. Okay. Like, it's already done. I already done walked through it. I already done did my video in it. Like, it's mine. Yeah. I already done put my furniture in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's done. Yeah. How it's going to get done, that ain't none of my business. Man. I just know it's going to get done. Yeah. And I want to <laughs> I wanna, I wanna stay on, on that point because a lot of people, well, I know me. Let me, let me speak for me. I know sometimes when I'm always, I I always think about what I want, but then I always sometimes focus on, okay, what's in front of me Mm. where, how do you, how do I get, or how do you, can you explain how those people can get out of their own way um, and stop looking at what's physically in front of them and start moving into that, that spiritual kind of mojo. Can you speak to that? Your future's got to be more important. It's got to be more important than what's going on right now. Because everything is just a second. It's just a blink. Like, it's here and it's gone, right? Mm -hmm. If you really know where you want to be and where you want to go, and you accept that it's going to happen, then you can receive it. If you don't accept that the good is going to happen and you only accepting the bad, then that's all you're going to get. But whatever you accept is what you can receive. I don't accept no bad. I don't care what it look like. You can tell me anything you want to right now. Okay. <laughs> I already know <laughs> what I'm going to get. Yeah. Like like I don't I don't lead with money because I don't want people for one I don't like people counting my money. Mm-hmm. And for two, I don't like to lead with money because it takes time to get to those levels, right? Mm-hmm. But when I tell you God told me I was going to be a millionaire by the time I was 30, he wasn't lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's doing fitness. Like, what? Yeah. A black female doing fitness. And I'm not, I'm not even got no, I don't even have no videos out. Like, what? Yeah. You know, he gave me two Jags paid in full. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. But I told, like I said, this is going to be paid in full. I'm not, I don't want a car note. What do I need a car note for? Like, no. <laughs> that, that's, that's unacceptable to me. And so, because I thought that way and I expected that, that's what I got. And so from here on out, every car is going to be paid in full. And I don't care. Bentley, my Rolls Royce, it's all going to be paid in full. Yeah. And you know what? I started looking at um, money different. You know what I mean? Oof. I started looking at money different. It's all energy, baby. Yeah. Energy. yeah. Yeah. Where I don't know where I heard this, but I heard somewhere it was like money is just the result of your actions that you put in. Right? So if you put in good action and you put in um, your excellence into whatever your work or whatever you're doing, then the money is just the result of that action. So focus on the action yes. so you can get the result. And yes. then once I, once I really like took that, took heed to that. Now I don't even worry about the money coming cause I know it's coming. You know what I mean? But I always want to make sure that every single job that I'm doing or every single interview I'm doing that I'm giving my best at that moment. And then once it's done, it's done. You know what I mean? 
and then I know everything else that's that's coming from that is just the result of what I did in that moment. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Man, this <laughs> we need to pass a, a collection plate around this. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But that's it's dope because it's one person at a time mm-hmm. or it's one experience at a time. You know, and if you give in your all each time, it's going to produce for you. Mm-hmm. That's the importance of building your network. When you connect with somebody and you touch them, guess what they going to do? Go tell somebody else. Like Victor and Carlos. Yeah. Like, I was able to touch them because of Jessica. Mm. Jessica introduced me to them, you know? Mm-hmm. And here they is. They up here on the podcast talking about me. Like, I remember watching the podcast. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, like, but I'm saying, like, I've touched more people. So more people are doing that. So yeah. it's just creating this domino effect that's making it larger and larger. All I got to do is stay consistent. Right. And keep being excellent in what I do. And same thing with you. Like, when I saw the podcast, I was like, oh, so he didn't throw this together. Because, you know, some people. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. Okay. But I was like, you didn't throw this together. You got, you got a step. You got a consistent program in what you do. Oh, okay. And so it's, it's, it's beautiful, and I love it. Well, thank you. I appreciate you, Ro. Um, we we gonna stay connected. We are gonna stay tapped in, um, in some form, way, or fashion. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, leave your um your social media and all the all your stuff where people can get a hold of you, get in contact with you. Business Lounge Dallas. Okay. 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 <laughs> so the website is businesslouncedallas.com. Instagram's the same. Um, we have a f- Facebook group called Entrepreneurs in Dallas. And then my personal Instagram is The Business Visionary. That's where you get really all the goods because I be telling all my stories, okay? <laughs> yes. If you stay tuned to my stories, you can see my whole life, like for real. I, I share everything. Okay. That's what's up, man. Yo, man, thank y'all for tapping in. This has yes. been another great episode of the Tap In Podcast. This is what we intend if we do this intentionally bringing this these kind of people um visionaries on the podcast to pass it on to the people so yo man thank y'all for tapping in and don't forget the getting is in the giving man the getting is in the giving this has been the tap in podcast holla bye guys